What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then, all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, Go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. like a hulu or netflix basically describing like i i remember seeing a commercial or something watching a show with my husband that literally describes what you just described yeah so it's wild i mean this is what deep dream pictures are so like you take a photo of something normal and then you put this deep dream thing on it and it will morph that into like whatever the original photo is so it looks like the original picture was like some like house but then it'll put like imagine this tripping your fucking balls off looking at this shit. <laughs> well, yeah so imagine like you're a troubled person and yeah. then and then your psychologist is sitting there and they're putting ideas in your head while also showing you images like this but they're fading out from the real image to this and and then like they're they're subtly like telling you things it's fucking crazy it's weird the mona lisa one was really creepy to me but yeah, you see a lot of eyeballs, mm-hmm. and like you can almost just continue going. Let me go to DuckDuckGo because they had a good, uh, good uh, example of this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun, exciting talk at the tavern. Yes, talk at the tavern. It is full episodes available on patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast gets you for five dollars gets you the full episode of this full episode of the regular show as well or you can just sign up for three dollars and get the regular show but i i don't know for five bucks you get two full full length shows i'd go that way uh this this time we have uh justin on uh ryan whitney and l and I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. We get into some kind of, I don't know, paranormal-ish kind of conversations. So, I mean, it's kind of fitting for this time of year. And uh, yeah, uh, went on my first ghost adventure. So you'll have to stay tuned for Bizarre Encounters for that one. And maybe I'll mention it a little bit on uh, the intro for this week's uh, show. But... Like I said, go over to Patreon, sign up, get the full episode. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, My Third Eye Podcast on Instagram, Pod at gmail.com, or just go to Instagram, hit the link tree, 
and you can find any way to get a hold of me and anything that uh, is affiliated with the show. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. It's uh, Monday for everybody, Sunday for some. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the week, enjoy the tavern, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. One last thing I forgot to mention. Uh, Make sure you check out Patriot Party Podcast this uh, Monday and Tuesday. I'll be guest hosting. I'll be filling in for Mick, who's already out in uh, Vegas for one of their good friend's funerals and services. And B. Lynn will be joining her husband uh, later on in the week. She's going to have to drive, so they're... Not going to have uh, any episodes uh, after Wednesday, I believe, because uh, she couldn't get a flight you know, due to the hurricane that's coming and what have you. So, like I said, check out the Patriot Party podcast. I'll be a guest host Monday and Tuesday. And make sure you give them a like, subscribe, and follow, just like you would this show. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I just got word from Ryan, our bouncer for the evening. Uh, the people are at the door. Uh, they want to come in, and he's checked all of their IDs, so they are of age. They can drink if they choose to. Uh, we have the uh, marijuana bar in the back if they want that. And, uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll see what kind of trouble we get into at the tavern tonight. So, there's Ellie, Whitney. Hey, what's up, Ghost? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I'm trying to turn my camera on. It says it's on. Let me see here. Hmm. Sweet. There we go. There we go. How you doing, brother? <laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. How's everybody else doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Doing great. Good to see you again. You too. How you doing? How you been? I've been really good. How about you? Oh, I can't complain. All is well, for sure. Nice. Nice. Always nice catching up with you, Whitney. Yeah, likewise. We just dropped part two of our, inter- our interview this week, so... Yeah, I heard I heard that. I heard the free version. I haven't listened to the rest of it yet, but yeah, that was great. When did we do that? Uh, a month ago. That was one of the uh, episodes uh, you might not have known. I, I did a retarded thing and was going through my Zoom uh, meetings and was just hit and re- or delete and not realizing I was deleting ones that, even though they were saved on my hard drive, uh, I didn't convert them. So it deleted them as well so i lost almost like four months worth of interviews but thankfully uh, a buddy showed me a program and i was able to recover the audio and and video for them oh dang wow luckily yeah yeah. i i woke i barely slept that night i was my stomach was turning and then ryan thought it was his fault because he called me that day i'm like yeah so i took your advice and you know, I wasn't even trying to point blame at him. And, and he's like, what, what do you mean you took my... And I told him, and I, I was like, it's not your fault. I'm, I, I'm just that half retarded that I wasn't even paying. I was just hitting, okay, 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 okay. And not realizing that it was saying, hey, this audio file has not yet been converted to MP3. Are you sure you want to delete it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you learn. 
Hi, Elle. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Nice to see you again, too. Yeah. Yeah, I loved our show, too. That just came out two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's we, both, we both dropped a Whitney Fox episode in the same week. I know. I felt really. <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Heck, I think it was still cold out when we recorded that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. So yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. So it was just a coincidence and they both came out. It was very yeah. cool. Love. I love when shit like that happens. So yeah. Sinks. <laughs> Uh, so any but any yeah, Pacific any specific topics anybody wants to get into uh, it's open forum so we can talk about whatever you want. Well, you know the world's supposed to end tomorrow, right? Yes, is maybe that right? Wait, yeah, maybe yeah. we should wait for Ryan to come in. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> talk He's about probably that. got some good. Yeah, him and I we discussed a little bit yesterday on uh well no not yesterday uh when did we record Thursday uh conspiracy in the news we kind of touched on it right at the end uh on this whole you know september 24th thing i don't know i kind of think it's a nothing burger but i think there i saw today there was even a simpsons thing Mm -hmm. simpsons predict everything i I did Hmm. see that as well so So that kind of seals the deal doesn't it (laughs) yeah yeah, something like that (laughs) they are the fortune tellers that they are I did hear something recently, or did I read something? Or someone was telling me something recently about a some some uh, high level figure in Germany mm-hmm. uh, said something about yeah, it's supposed to it's coming. Or like people will be surprised, or it will be yeah, a day you'll was, never forget, like or something like that. German yeah. chancellor, I chancellor, think. yeah, 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 yeah. I think the speculation is it's going to be a a banking thing, mm-hmm. financial market. I mean, but then I heard like I was looking at the calendar though, so. I heard that and I was like, okay, well, in the Eastern time zone, Berlin, Berlin is only six hours ahead of us, which means they're on the same, for the most part, stock market time. And it's going to be over the weekend and the stock market doesn't open on Sundays. So, mm. you know, at that point also, is it September 24th in, you know, whatever time zone Germany's in or like, uh, maybe it's just a rough you know, the 24th to the 26th. Cause um, the other thing is, uh, uh, isn't the Vatican Vatican calling in all its, all its money. Yeah. They did that like at the end yeah. of August. Yeah. So yeah. It has to all be turned right, in by the, by the end 30th. of November or, or end of November, uh, September, end of September. Yeah. September. Wow. So it's, yeah. And oh, then, so I don't know so much about the Shemitah, but I've heard the, you know, with the, Hebrew Jewish calendar and uh, the Shemitah years is supposed to usually be some sort of, and then we've got Mercury uh, retrograde going on right now. <laughs> so, that is true. That is true. A lot of stuff. Hey, you know it's uh, it's already uh, September twenty fourth in Germany right now. Oh, yes, it is. According Very to sorry. East Coast, because it's eight thirty here, so they're six hours ahead of us. So I don't know. Yeah. Huh. You guys still have a couple hours. You'll you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's funny uh, yeah i don't know i don't i don't know where i stand on it i think the, the biggest thing that had people uh really talking about it was that german chancellor saying you know that you right. won't forget where you are on this day and right it brought it almost back to like a 9-11 feel like you know everybody yeah. remembered where they were on 9-11 now yeah, a lot of yeah. truth has come out since then and and we know a lot of shit that yeah 
what we were told were, were lies, but everybody remembers where they were. You know what I mean? So, you, you know how to say like, like nothing, we, we don't hear about it unless they want us to hear about it. You know, like right. Kissinger, whoever said that, um, this sort of felt like a slip up mm. for me, you know, yeah. maybe they'll, there are some people that are like getting sick of the bullshit and just throwing things out there. You know, I, I don't know. Well, it makes me wonder. So to ghost point of, or maybe it was Whitney, uh, we've learned a lot since nine 11, right. But everyone still remembers where we were. Wow. So maybe it's not necessarily an event like nine 11, but the disclosure or information yeah. like since 9 11 does yeah, that make maybe sense it's a, well, maybe it's a positive thing how great would that be oh that'd be awesome mm, without yeah. doubt yeah huh. it's maybe my it's son's some... birthday he's turning 20 oh shit happy, happy birthday, birthday to your son yeah. happy birthday i'm so having a bunch of people over tomorrow too so you know <laughs> we're having what we call the uh, second annual beer olympics so we play we've like got uh eight teams and brackets and we play beer pong and uh cornhole and ping pong and then yeah so oh, it's gonna be like a ball y'all so <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a good day my phone and be like has the world blow, blown up yet <laughs> <laughs> i wish I, I i wish i had a private jet because i'd come out for that that sounds like a blast like, yeah sure yeah it was pretty fun these. last year yeah. all, all my kids are like in their early 20s and so their partners come and we we just have a blast and it just happens to be also my son turning 20 so we we married the two events, so nice. there yeah. you go. I'm going to uh, Haunted Gettysburg tomorrow, so that'll be fun. Oh no way! Yeah. How fun! Have you done that before? I have never went on the haunted side. The last time I was there was fifth grade, and we were learning about the Civil War and the battlefield. You know, you took the standard tour of the battlefield. Um, there were two, I think, Little Round Top and Devil's Den were not open, but I think they might be open tomorrow because I, I don't know why they were closed that could have been due to rona but are you empathic ghost oh, cool. yeah you are yeah can you see things or feel things i feel them i don't i mean i've seen apparitions and, and ghosts but i usually feel things before i would ever see them so why would you go because <laughs> i'm a scary <laughs> so i can too so i like i'm but i'm a scaredy cat and like i don't want to put myself in those situations <laughs> kind of maybe to reclaim some uh male body parts because as a child seeing the ghost of uh um thomas edison's <laughs> mother and working in a haunted library you know and having some well, other it, things go on it, it, in my younger years kind of scared me so i'm gonna try and reclaim that and maybe hey you know f face it because I, I be honest with you i'm, I'm a little scared because we're going into a haunted orphanage that, that's the actual tour that we signed up for so i was like and my buddy's telling me, and, it, and this is his first time ever, like really going on a on a ghost tour type thing. My daughter went on one last. Uh, it was like December. It was a couple of weeks before Christmas. She went to. Uh, she got me a book. Was it Penhurst? Penhurst yeah. Asylum. Oh, no. Nope. I'm sorry. She went to Eastern State Penitentiary. Mm. So, but it, the funny thing is, is she said they had a lot of the the, the tours cut off at night, so, like some of this kind of like the medical end of it and what have you. It's like, well, that's weird. You know, you think you want them open at night, you know, but so I don't know. I, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to say the least. So. Yeah. I'll be curious to hear 
if you pick up anything. Before the world went crazy, I wanted to go, it wasn't necessarily a ghost tour, but like go to Ellis Island, the rundown side of it. And you have to like wear like a hard hat and stuff. Um, wow. Never did it, but I wasn't as in tune as I am now. And now I'm just like. I wonder what you'd feel there. I don't know. <laughs> I get torn because I'm like, I know that I can. Yeah. But it also freaks me out and I don't really want to. Do yeah. I want to? Yeah. I mean, tough, that's tough. I'll be honest, my my daughter, she had, she's moved out of that uh, apartment that she was living in for the last year. She moved back on campus. But her her apartment, she lived in the whole top floor and they had access to the attic. The first time I ever went over there, she's showing me around. I'm kind of getting this weird vibe. We go over to the attic. She opens the door and all of a sudden I, I just felt this a- a- energy hit me. I'm like, close that fucking door close hmm. that door right now and she's like why it's like something up there is not cool it's not good and then she was plagued with really bad dreams this whole last year and it was always this creepy old lady lurking around in her apartment and she couldn't get out and you know just trying to trap her in different rooms and now since she has moved on to campus those dreams have stopped uh, really? her partner and her haven't been arguing i mean it was like neck and neck argument all the time and it was just negative like even you went in there it just it just had a weird feel and yeah. i don't know it's gonna be Wait, it's gonna be interesting I tomorrow ryan I figured out who was that yeah we don't know but we'll see thank you for doing your bouncing duties i'm glad to see you got caught up and hey. were able to get away from the door man the time got away from me i will say that <laughs> I, I didn't even know what time it was right now so I'm feeling a little bit better, so I'm trying to get my workouts back in. And I was basically like sucking eggs through a straw, like five minutes in to hitting this freaking bag. So, oh, you're good though. Eggs? No, you never heard that saying: sucking eggs through a straw when you're breathing hard. Uh. Uh-uh. I guess it's just a Tucson thing. Sorry, sorry, okay. that's a weird way to come in. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I've heard of sucking golf ball through garden hoses, but. Well, yeah, I can't do that. That's about like girls, right? Yeah. That's a talent. Yeah, it's not talent. something I can do. Yeah, it's a, it's a resume thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice okay. to meet you. Hidden Gateway. Never seen you before. Hey, what's up, Ryan? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, dude. Good, good to meet good. you. Good to meet you. you too, man. You? Good to see you. Sorry, dude. What were you saying? No, I was going to say you said you're in Tucson, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm in the uh, Phoenix area. Not too far from you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Like right there in Phoenix or Glendale, Scottsdale? Glendale. Glendale. Okay. Yep. Yeah. nice dude yeah it's it's nice up there a little warmer than here but still pretty cool mm-hmm. for sure yes sir they, they don't have the food scene tucson does though right their food's good man but I, i'm telling you dude pound for pound i'll put tucson up with anybody man honestly you, man i've been here for four years i'm not crazy at all and i'm a foodie my wife and i are both foodies i'm not feeling the phoenix food scene at all man really not at, really not at all man i mean it's a couple couple decent spots man but it's Nah, not what I'm used to, man. That's for sure. Where you where you come from? Originally from Michigan, but uh, left Michigan where? in 2012. So I grew up in Southfield. Lived in Royal Oak. Royal Oak. My dad lived in Royal Oak. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. What a small <laughs> world. Small My world uncanny indeed. ability of bringing different guests together. Yeah. Are you still in Royal Oak? No, I'm in Connecticut now. You're in Connecticut. Okay. So my actually my dad he lived on Connecticut Street in Royal Oak, right off 11 Mile. Oh, okay. So I lived at 11 mile and 75, like right off that exit. Right, right, right. We're like, right, yeah, no, no, no. So 
That's more of Woodward. So 11 Mile and 75 okay. is where the Tim Hortons and the BP was. But if you cross to the other side, you were in Madison Heights. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I left in, uh, was it? Yeah, 2012. I've been back only twice. Last time was in, I think, 2013 or something like that. So it's been a, been a minute. Yeah, and then uh, from there, we moved to, to San Diego. It was in San Diego from 2012 to 2018 and been here in the Phoenix area since. So that's crazy. Dude, I got to talk. I got to talk to you about food a little more after Ghost gets his point out. And then I say hi to Whitney and L as well. But I, I was just going to say it's it's crazy because uh, Shane from Inquiries of Our Reality lives in 12 Mile. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. OK. In Roseville. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. Roseville, OK. Wow. <laughs> What's your real name, Hidden Gateway? Justin. Justin. Justin OK. Yeah. <laughs> What's your social security number? <laughs> one 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 at least for the last i don't know maybe maybe different tomorrow 24 we'll and I'm, I'm gonna need the, the keys to your offshore account as well <laughs> last four of the social yeah all that stuff uh yeah what's up whitney i haven't seen you in a little while Great i know how you doing ryan good to see you doing good doing good your background looks different back there are you in a new new place you know it's the same place got oh okay back there it's just uh it's it's my home studio and i have a garage door that opens and it's oh, like nice. 900 degrees in los angeles right now so i have the i have it rolled up so it's a lot brighter in here that's probably it you got the white rabbit behind you you got the thousand points of light directly behind you there's a lot of esoteric <laughs> stuff going on yeah, there i like it yeah this one up there is called Ouroboros, which is pretty occult. Yeah, the snake but, uh, eating its tail. I was I was talking about the little piece like directly behind your head. It looks oh, like yeah, the, uh, I'm kind of into those like star. Yeah, those starburst mirror. I mean, uh, mirrors. I have yeah. a bunch of them. I just kind of collected nice. them there for a bit, but. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. I like the setup. I'm trying to get mine set up a little better too. I got some. Yeah, uh, you you got a new background there. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm I'm starting an MMA podcast with a buddy in Australia. Oh, and so wow. I'm going to do like I'm going to get this corner set up with wallpaper that looks like bricks. So it's going to be like better than like a oh, green yeah. screen. Yeah. Kind of like a comic book style. Right. That's cool. Something. Oh, yeah. Not. I uh, know this one's going to be gone. I just have. This oh, really? Now. OK. Yeah. yeah. But good to see you as well. L. And Ghost, I saw you yesterday. No, you didn't. You saw a figure of myself. Oh, that's true. An apparition. Okay. All right. <clears throat> well, dude, so uh, the food stuff, man, I'm curious why this is not good in Phoenix. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll put Tucson up with any city when it comes right down to it. When it like, you know, hidden gems for food places. And we actually have some like pretty well-known stuff, too. Um, you don't like Mexican food and stuff like that? Oh, I love Mexican food. Absolutely, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I'm just but, wondering uh, what's better about uh, like the Michigan food than than Arizona food. I don't know, man. Maybe it's it would be just what I grew up on, but I know a lot of the. So we'll stick with the Mexican theme, right? So a lot of the Mexican places, and it may be like this in a lot of areas. Just a lot of them are hit and miss. Seems I found more misses than hits. So <laughs> you know, sure. I'm definitely a foodie. Maybe I'm a, a more of a pickier, pickier type foodie too. Uh, definitely more so than my wife. So um, I'll give a place like two, maybe three times I'll go, you know, cause everybody has an off night, maybe different chef or something like that or cook or whatever. But, uh, man, it's just, it's been rough, man. It's been rough, so, <laughs> especially in my area, specifically where I live. It's just not a lot of, uh, not a lot of good, good, good places right, right around here. I usually have to go further out, maybe like, uh, Tempe or, or like Scottsdale or yeah, actually into Phoenix itself. So you ever go up to Cave Creek? 
Been there a few times. Been there a few times. Not often, though. Not often. Cave Creek Inn. I think that's what it's called. I don't know if you've ever been there. Beautiful spot. Good food. But it's probably a hike for you. Uh, it's a little ways. Yeah, I think it's probably about 30 minutes, at least. Maybe yeah. 45. Yeah. Cave Creek Inn. Okay. Okay. No, have Tatum. You, have you ever eaten too. a raw hot dog? Never eaten a raw hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my questions. Did you say a raw hot dog? <laughs> Yeah, you know, raw hot dog. Just like cold, just like cold out of the fridge. Yeah, I used to do it all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> Maybe when I was a kid. Maybe I when have I was such a dirty mind. What I was gonna say, forget uh, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, one guy uh, that I asked, one dude that I asked that question to, he said uh, he's a First Nation dude out of uh, Canada, and he said that he used to freeze them and suck on them. That's disgusting. That and like a little dog sickle. That's nasty. Yeah, yeah. Dog sickle. <laughs> I'm trying to find this one restaurant, man, that's in Phoenix. I forget the name. And they would probably be pissed if I forgot it because I used to work for this company and we went up like once you work there for a year, they give you and, and three other people that you pick um, all the stuff that you want to eat. You just have to pay for your alcohol. Mm. And dude, like they don't even. Oh, the arrogant butcher. Oh, I've heard of that place. I heard that place is good. Never been there, but I, I definitely have heard a couple people Dude. told me that's a spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go up there. I think it's in Tempe. Um, but yeah, it's, it says it's upscale American comfort food. Okay. It is so damn good, dude. We went there. We ate like, I don't know, since everything's free and they just keep asking you if you want more stuff that we ate like, no kidding, like five orders of oysters, like dozen oysters, five dozen oysters, crab legs, steak, like they just kept bringing stuff to us. And it was all free. So, I mean, like, I recommend it. It's probably not as good when it's not free, but it, it was <laughs> delicious. <laughs> definitely going to check it. I've, I've heard of it, man. I've definitely heard of I've seen it around town, too. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's one recommendation. Oh, I love food. I love it. I'm about to eat some. Uh, I'm going to have to mute myself when I'm coughing and stuff, but um i ate some uh or i'm making some like barbecue chicken right now so okay. you know just trying to just trying to like mix things up right now uh speaking of which i finally got myself or my hands on some dano's seasoning i've been wanting to try dano's for the longest freaking time because i love the backstory behind him starting this business uh this guy named dan worked in a bar he was a bartender he would make his uh, chicken thighs, okay, in a cast iron pan, but he would he didn't like the standard seasoning. So he would get his own seasoning. It was all natural seasonings, low sodium, you know, stuff like that. And he, he created this one blend of seasoning. Well, he'd bring this chicken in and give it to, to, you know, some of the customers here, try this chicken. They're like, man, this is so good. And it just slowly started taking off. So he started making more of his own seasoning. And then eventually he he moved into his garage making it. Then he moved into a little bit bigger building. And now he's in like a, a building the size of like two super Walmarts, you know, making the seasoning now. And he just started grassroots in in his house. And his slogan's yum, yum, get you some. And I, I've always seen it on like social medias, you know, get on some of these cooking, you know, websites or whatever. And I'm like, Finally, my, my grocery store had it, so I got the original and I got the spicy. Thing, so I can't wait to try it. Does Bill Gates own any shares of it yet? Is that, is that <laughs> I do not think so. No, 
So that probably owns the farm, right? Uh, yeah, where all the stuff's coming from. That would suck. Yeah, man. I I saw something else the other day that he was up to. Uh, it was a corn video. You know how there's that video of that kid singing about corn? Yeah. What do you like about on... corn? It's got yeah, and he started he busts out singing, <laughs> and then so then there's a there's a video of Bill Gates doing something with corn too. He's wearing like a corn T-shirt. I don't know how old it was, but it yeah. was weird. I mean, this dude pops up all I over think, the place. I think it's fairly new. What the hell with the corn and Bill Gates? Well, and and it, it makes you think every once in a while too when they get like a cute little kid out there singing about this stuff, and then it maybe it'll be like it. You know, it makes some people think. Man, corn sounds good. Like roasted corn sounds good right now, or something, you know. And like, it's like, what are they doing with the corn? If that's you yeah, know, after you know, like Chuck Grassley is constantly posting stuff about his corn, and he just posted something also this week. Huh. And the hmm. and the funny thing is, corn has zero nutritional value to it. <laughs> yeah, you can tell it. in the morning, <laughs> the next day, right? <laughs> exactly. Isn't isn't all the corn in the United States GMO now or something That's like that? What they say. Yeah. Wouldn't would not surprise me. Supposedly organic. The wind blows it around, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then Monsanto. What's interesting about their crops is, and and I know that we probably all know this, but like uh, the Franken seeds or whatever they call them, where they die right after you know you plant one, you only get one generation. And then the pollen from those flowers or whatever will will get into other gardens that are organic or different than the Monsanto exactly. and it'll convert it over to that Monsanto. And then Monsanto can go in and sue someone for growing their intellectual property. Of course. Okay. Yep. It's wild. Yep. I love Monsanto. Great. They're my favorite company out there. <gasps> yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd like to work for them. Yeah, them and um, there was another company that that really was tripping me out. I'm, I'm gonna try and find it right now. Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm used to their shit. Yeah, yeah. I think you and I talked about that on when I was on your show there, uh, Justin. We touched. A little oh, bit we on sure Disney. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your show, man? Hidden Gateway. Hidden Gateway. Oh, yeah. duh. I thought that was a nickname or something. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I'm trying to listen to more of like, you know, like the community shows. I've really been like not listening to anybody's shows like since I started, but I need to get more into hearing what other people are saying. Uh, he's got a good podcast. I like, I like the, the yeah, guests he brings it on. Is great. It's good. Thank you, know, you. Thank you. Diverse. Did you find yeah, it? Ghost, you mentioned something earlier, man. I, I never knew you. So tell me about this this ghost of who is it? Thomas Edison's grandmother, you said? Yeah, like the Thomas Edison's mother that you saw. Can you please elaborate on yeah, the whole to, thing? We need, we need to know. <laughs> we need to it know was, what's up. No, it wasn't Thomas Edison. It was Joseph Priestley. He. A lot of people don't know who he is, but the town that I moved to out here in Pennsylvania is his hometown. He's the one who discovered oxygen. So his actual oh. home is still set up with his laboratory equipment that he used back in the day and i forget the hours but there's certain hours you can take tours and schedule a tour or whatever but the library was his mother's house the what they've now converted into a library and it had uh a first floor a second floor a third floor which would have been an attic and then it had a, a fourth floor now the fourth floor was just a little tiny room and that was the slave quarters so 
the door would only it, it, probably due to swelling, but it, it would always leave like just a, a, a tiny little gap. So kids would see her sitting like if you walked in the front door, you could go up the steps to the second floor and it would wrap around and, and come back. And that front room is where she would sit and, and knit or crochet and what have you. And I come up, come around the corner and I see her sitting there and she's just kind of looking out the window and she just kind of looks over at me and then looks back and I'm like, what the hell? And I look again and she's gone. I was like, okay, that was weird. So fast forward to another account. I'm down in the the main where you check out your books, clipping coupons because people would come in back in the nineties, you know, get coupons to go to the grocery store. This was before extreme couponing or whatever. And I'm sitting there and on the shelf behind me now, granted, all the woodworking in this place is like ornate. It's like old time oak, you know, just old time constructed. All of a sudden I hear this thud and I, I kind of jump. I look back. There's three books that were on the very bottom shelf that were standing up laying face down about six feet out. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> weird. It freaked me out a little bit. Fast forward again. I was up on the second floor and that's the kids library. Now, I would have, that's where they also kept magazines and, uh, for the magazine rack up there. So if you walk right up the steps, as you walked in and went forward, that's where they had like the magazines and newspapers and stuff on, on like a, a little shelf, but the two rooms to the side, uh, were the children's library. So I'd be, I was putting children's books away and I grabbed the stack of magazines and I walked down the little ramp and they, they had a door right by the, the one doorway that had it padlocked but the, it was like dummy lock. So the lock, the padlock wasn't latch latched. It was just kind of in there to, and then kind of made to look like it was locked, but that's where they kept all the, the newspapers for, I forget how many years, you know what I mean? For archives or whatever. So I walked through that doors closed, put the magazines, whatever away, come back for another handful, walk down the ramp, that door's wide open. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Uh, I'm the only one up here. So I go and close it. Nothing else happened. Fast forward, I see the, I'm going up. They wanted me to take all these chairs. They had like a conference or something up to the third floor where they stored like their Christmas decorate, all their decorations for ho- like different holidays or old computers or whatever. So I'm, and now mind you, these stairwells to go up to the, to the third floor and then to the fourth floor. I mean, my shoulders, I was in high school at the time, were almost touching the walls i mean they're that, they're that narrow and i'm kind of going up and around and i'm getting freaked out like just we already knew there was rumors of it being haunted i've already had these experiences going on and i come up around the corner and i think at that time i was i was singing a christian song I, it was like god's got an army not afraid of flight I, or fight I, I, something like that and i come up around the corner and all of a sudden there's this old lady in like this old period dress long long hair and she just looked at me and goes Shh. Oh. And I froze and she <laughs> disappeared and went right in that crack to the fourth floor and I dropped my chairs went down told the the librarian I was like I'm not I'm not doing this I, you know I seen this go she goes okay uh, she doesn't yeah. want you up there I'm like well good because I don't want to be up there uh, and find <laughs> was, was she familiar with the entity yeah, yeah. If she was yeah Whoa. apparently this entity there was a key, a skeleton key that they always had to keep in the one, uh, it was like a banquet type door on the third floor that 
it had double doors and you'd open it up and it was like a really long room but they always had to keep the skeleton key in there and they would take it out and take it and hide it somewhere downstairs and they'd come in the next day and it would be put back in that door and they contributed that's who kept on putting it back but she did not like the song i was singing and it was it was fucking bizarre yeah man I would have noped it right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did. I never went back to the third floor after that. And it, and I even got a weird feeling when I went in, when I did the initial tour and they, they were showing me the fourth floor, which was the old slave quarters. And I'm, I just remember staring down. I'm like, it, it was like, you, you could almost touch wall to wall on both sides. I mean, it was just a tiny little room. And I, I, I just was like, man, this is some fucked up shit, you know, because you're thinking, you know, Pennsylvania, weren't we fighting to free the slaves, yet they had slave quarters, so it was, like, confusing, and then all this other paranormal shit started happening, and I was just like, I haven't been back to that library since. I hey. like, nope, I'm uh, good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. It reminds me of a story, if you want to hear a story. Sure. Um, so, here in Los Angeles, there's a place called the Museum of Death, been to it or heard of it i've heard of it yeah okay so it's kind of famous here it's it's like a converted house um and hang on you guys can't hear that right i'm trying to find a video you can you hear anything i'm doing no no okay good i was like oh shit i thought that was me i I keep hearing this what yeah, I keep hearing like. Sorry a- about that. A, a truck went by. I really got to close the door. Sorry about that. Um, so I muted. But um, okay. So the Museum of Death. It's like uh, I think it's on Hollywood Boulevard. I've been a few times, and uh, my middle daughter she really loved going up there, and we'd take some of her friends. We went. I've been it several times, but um, it's like uh, it's like a converted house, but it's big, and it's you you kind of wander through, and you feel like you're kind of wandering through bedrooms, really, because there's like some cabinets or. And it, you know, it's old, but uh, the way they've done it is really great. Like you first walk into the first room you walk into is the serial killer room. And there's like, uh, there's at least one original John Wayne Gacy uh, painting in there. So the place is, it's got a creep factor in the first place. And the people that run it know that they know that it's pretty creepy. Um, So one of the times that I went, it was maybe the third time I went, uh, we had all the, everyone I went with, we all kind of dispersed and we were all sort of hanging in different rooms and checking different stuff out. Cause we'd been there for a couple of times, you know, so, you know, you know, had more interest in some area or another. So anyway, um, there's this, you cut this small kind of corner, you come around and I think, I think you, it's right past like the heaven's gate that like, they've got all these little setups, like a museum, you know, like they've got these like bodies in this bed it's actually a pretty cool place but anyway um well two things about that place i'll say so uh anyway i was by myself at this one at this one point and there's this do you know who gg allen is old punk rocker um he played with a bunch of different bands and it's not that i was a a giant fan or anything but i i vaguely know who he was from uh you know when punk like punk's heyday before it became like pop punk, you know, like pre green day kind of, you know, like more sex pistols era. <laughs> um, anyway, there's this whole Gigi Allen display, some pictures and some history about him. And he is famous for claiming that he was going to commit suicide on stage at some point. That was his, like, 
he ended up dying of a heroin heroin overdose. And I don't think it was on stage, but like, like he took a crap on stage and he was like that punk rocker. He was like really deep. And so anyway, I was just reading about Gigi Allen and just kind of looking. And I, I felt like a hand grab my ass. And so, I mean, I'm completely by myself and it wasn't my back. It was my ass. And so I just turn around like, what the, you know, like there, how could there not be somebody there? Somebody got a handful, you know? And so I looked back at the display and I was like, so, okay, Gigi Allen, of course, you know? And so I ended up talking to the people in the front and they just laughed. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody feels something at the Gigi Allen display area. So, but then after that, I got really nauseous and I had to leave and go sit in the car. So you know, and that was the only time I ever got nauseous in there. And it was pretty, pretty quickly after that, like I thought I was going to throw up, I had to sit down and where I sat down, like it's a heavy museum because it's the museum of death. So there's a, there's a lot of videos and audio and like real stuff. And anyway, I tried to sit down in this one room towards the front and I was like, nope, I can't do this room either. I had to go out and in the car. But um, the other kind of side note that's not related to that is um, there, they have a whole room devoted to the Manson family. And there's a, there's a, a, a quilt that the, that the, uh, you know, some of the family made and that's hanging in there. And then there's, you know, like blown up pictures and then historical stuff. And then there's like, if I remember right, there's like this old TV and I think maybe they've got uh, Charlie's face in there or something. Um, but there's on loop, there's an audio of, uh, Charlie Manson talking, you know, like speaking. And if you stand in there long enough, you're like, okay, is he starting to make sense? Or, you know, cause he talks about a lot of deep state stuff. And like, if mm. you're at all, even a tiny bit of a conspiracy theorist, but it's like kind of droning on and you could, you know, like it's real subtle. Like you have to stop and listen to what he's saying. And they're like, Oh, Holy shit. You know? So <laughs> that also reminds me is I'm older than you guys. So early days of the earlier days of the internet. Um, sorry about the car. I'm going to close the door. Um, early I can't even hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't. Okay. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Um, so there was a picture that I saw early on. It was like, it was internet time, but it wasn't necessarily deep Photoshop time, deep fake time. And there was a picture going around of uh, Charlie Manson in um uh roman polanski's car they're both in a uh like a little mg at the cielo drive property and uh like together smiling for the camera just waving so like knowing anything about that story that means that you know polanski knew manson and they were friends and hanging out and so before they tore that house down that same daughter like she's a she likes to go on some deep dives and stuff we had driven up to that cielo property before they tore it down and saw the that driveway so now that whole thing has been leveled you you can't recognize anything but we went up there before that was torn down and saw the driveway that that picture was taken with polanski and and manson so anyway there's a little story time for you Mm. you did uh an episode (laughs) And touched on Manson. Was that one with Julia on the? Uh... I think I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I mean, Ryan, we, didn't, we didn't do it on Manson, but that came up because I remembered that picture. I just wish I saved it, you know, because yeah, you know, I was I read, you know, Helter Skelter and all, you know, been reading that shit for a long time. And the story has never really made sense to me. I grew up in Los Angeles and it's not that I was a, a you know, around yet when well, I guess I was around, but I was a baby. So but so, so the other thing I'll say is. um my brother, who's a whole interesting topic all on his own, he just passed away a couple of weeks ago, but he lived uh, at the t- at, at the time that the family, the Manson family was living at Spawn Ranch. He lived uh, briefly because he was like everywhere guy, you know, he was one of those dudes and he lived at the next ranch over um, like when the fam before the murders, but when they were recognizable as the Manson family. Um, he lived because he was big time hippie. Like I said, he was everywhere guy. And he like, for instance, he was also at that uh, Altamont concert that the Rolling Stones hired the Hells Angels to um, do security. And then there was like a ceremony, you know, a sort of a sort of a sacrifice. The really. Beatles used to do that with the Hells Angels, too. They used to like they hung out with the Hells Angels in uh, in the UK. Yeah. So how they thought that was a good idea. I, I personally think that whole thing was a planned sacrifice. And so, you know, my brother having been there, he said it was a very dark concert and it was really weird and he was fairly sensitive himself. You know, he had some experiences and then also, I mean, I could go on about him. He has some weird stories. He just passed, but, um, uh, like he, he worked for, uh, Lockheed Skunk Works. He had a top, uh, um, security clearance. And so he had some, stuff <laughs> yeah excuse me probably so, working at, working over there and then if That's you think wild. about if you think about this dude i mean he's my he's my brother high school education how he finagled a top secret uh gig at uh you know lockheed skunk works and then you know also found himself at like um uh hate asbury the summer of love and then it was that period of time where he was he was everywhere guy like if there was a party if there was something happening that that was his personality, super extrovert. And if there was something happening, he was going to, he was going to hitchhike there and he was going to witness it. And he did, he witnessed a lot of shit. But uh, anyway, he said back to the first, uh, before I tangented out. Um, well, I was going to say real quick about your brother hanging out, like at like, you know, like the high levels of like the military industrial complex. And then also, you know, like, you know, fucking around with the summer of love and all that stuff, having a good time, like showing that, that two sides of him. Right. That's always been a thing with, uh, you know, the high levels of society, not saying that he's like Illuminati or anything like that, but just when when people work for these companies, uh, you know, Google right now, they're huge with like um, Burning Man. They always go with the yeah. Burning Man and they have like a massive, you know, setup there. And and Apple does similar stuff. And it's just a weird kind of crossover where, um, you know, we always we always think of like these people as like nerds, right? Whether it's military, industrial, uh, medical, industrial, the the computer companies and all that stuff they really let their hair down so to speak and they'll get into some wild wild shit like behind the scenes i do think that there's a net like another personality type too and that would be more like my brother and that would be like not necessarily playing along just getting his check but likes to party you know so that was like so but also like to talk and tell stories you know like he saw some stuff he met ben rich and so he knew that they were doing some 
some stuff out at uh, Skunk Works and he worked on the um, on the SR-71. That was one of the things that he worked on. And then another, uh, I forget the name of the plane. They called it the, um, uh, they called it the Dragon Lady and he did the artwork for the t-shirt and that kind of thing. So he, he was an interesting guy, but he would sort of be like, he wasn't told a lot, but he knew there was weird shit happening. For instance, he lived out there in Palmdale. He had a little mini ranch out in Palmdale near there for a while. And he said there would be black helicopters all the time. And he had a neighbor slash coworker. And um, I've never said this before. And, you know, he, he told me again fairly recently before he passed. He had a friend named Sal. And Sal had, um, uh, he just looked a little different and he had fingernails that looked more like cat nails. And so mm. Sal had a top security clearance there as well. And he, he wasn't as disclosing as maybe I wished he would be about Sal. Cause I asked him recently too. I was like, could you tell me more about Sal? And, and, um, and, uh, he didn't, but, uh, that, Sal would regularly have, um, you know, black helicopters going over his. So it, to, to, you know, get my brother's sort of perspective, if he was sitting here right now, he'd say there was all manners of factions against all manners of factions. Like, like there's not necessarily one big, you know, overarching cabal that knows everything. It's a bunch of people that think that they're vying for control. And at least back then, because this would have been um, that I think his his stay was uh, through that time was um, the 80s and early 90s. And then and then he got MS and he feels like because he was exposed to um, a lot of stuff he probably wow. shouldn't have. You know, they sent him to Cyprus and he came back with MS. So anyway, that's crazy. just for, yeah. for reference, sure. the Dragon Lady is the U2 spike blade. Yeah. Okay. The U2. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then was that other one is the other one that you mentioned that by alien plane that like, isn't there, there's no confirmation that it's real supposedly, or is that 71? Yes, no, that, so, yeah, it was real. Okay. I have, I have pictures that he took of it. Yeah. No, I was thinking of something completely different that like, uh, they were thinking that was the, uh, Phoenix lights a while ago, probably before, oh, uh, yeah, I forget the, the name dude. around SRB the Harrier. No, no, it's it's a huge triangular. Uh, oh, yeah. has anti gravity properties, and like it just kind of goes around these conspiracy circles. But I was yeah. going to show. Can I share my screen, Ghost? Always. Did you already allow that? I'm professional over here. At the I have permission. <laughs> yeah. So there's just this. There's this company that, uh, you know, anyone that's been listening to my show at all knows that I've been really obsessed with the UFC. But there's this company that. Uh, dana white used and it tells you down to the month i guess when you're gonna die and it's pretty fucking crazy i'm curious what your thoughts are on it so here's a little oh i heard of this make, have you heard of it let me make sure that i actually did this properly because i always do this me and ghost always mess this up together i actually just read about this earlier today a few hours ago for the first time yeah it's weird it's like uh i forget what it is something x but yeah check this out this is wild i got right to the part so if I can find the play button, let's see. Where the hell is it? Lower left. I know, but it, it blocks. Do you see it? Exit out of full screen it. first. You have to like hit escape to go out of full screen so you can press play and then you can make it bigger. Well, hold on. 
Now let me just go over here and fucking I'll just play it. I would here. like to talk a little bit more on on Manson uh, after this because yeah. he was he was convicted and still locked up for actually not even doing anything. Like he yeah. never yeah. physically did anything. Oh well, he did a, lot. a bunch of weird shit though. But yeah, here's this real quick. Dana White was also recently on the Action Junkies podcast and revealed that he recently underwent a DNA test to find out how long he has left to live. Dana claims there is a company now who can tell your life expectancy solely from your blood work. Here's the clip. Thanks. That, that, so there's this, you, you know Carrie Kasem, right? Yep. Remember Casey Kasem, top sure. 40. Sure. Well, she's been a good friend of mine for like 25 years. She hit me up, I don't know, before the summer and was like, uh, you know, you're one of my best friends. You've been such a good friend to me, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing I could ever do for you, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to introduce you to this guy named Gary Brecca. He, he, 10X Health Systems is, is the name of his company. And he's a human biologist, and he's a mortality expert. Mm -hmm. So this guy can take your blood and your DNA and tell you when you're going to die. And he's right within a month. Whoa. You're killing me right now. How crazy is That's that? That's crazy. So I, I was... I would be scared to obsessed. do that. Obsessed. I had to know. Really? Yeah. So uh, and so he actually gave you a, a timeline? Yeah. So uh, he's down in Miami. You know Grant Cardone? Not personally, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. He he started I saw those guys at guy. the fight a few weeks he ago. He bought his company. He, okay. Grant Cardone owns the company, um, and uh, he's a partner with, with Gary Brecca. So yeah. I become obsessed. Oh. You might be asking yourself, can you actually create high-quality live streams for no free ads? Finding out, you know, the month I'm gonna die. So <laughs> we're down there for my son's 21st birthday party in Miami, and I connect with this guy, and he they come in and they do my blood work, and they scrape the insides of your cheeks to do your do your D, uh, DNA, and. I'm going to find out. So it's like, uh, it's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're down there. The following Wednesday is when my results are supposed to be back. So um, he calls me. I'm All I'm talking about is finding out this date. And he says, I'm going to come out personally and walk you through your blood work. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I wanted to know today right. when this was going to happen. I don't need a cliffhanger for exactly, this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he ends up coming out. He sits down for three and a half hours and goes through my blood work and I'm all so my, my triglycerides are like 764 what um, should they be they should be down in the like between 80 and 150 oh wow okay yeah and um, everything else that could possibly be bad is bad he gave me 10.4 years to live you can check out the full interview yeah, on the action crazy, junkies huh? podcast over on Spotify you get the idea. It's pretty interesting, though. So, like, it, that's so you can have, you can do preventative. Like, you can change your diet and exercise, and right? Or is it just, so they say. sorry, your number's up, right? Change your triglycerides, I would presume, is going to, you know, prolong yeah. your life. You'd right? think so. I mean, he, may, he makes it sound like it's written in stone. But, yeah, uh, yeah you'd think that you could kind of fuck around and, you know, change your diet. things. Yeah, you'd think so, but yeah, and then ghost that to answer your question, it is Laurel Canyon. Yeah, we did a that Laurel Canyon episode. Yeah, because you touched on Marilyn Manson a little bit in that episode, correct? 
Marilyn Manson, freaking uh, what's that guy in The Shining? Jack uh, Nicholson. Nicholson. Oh Nicholson. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard thought, that I one. Julia brought up and... Charles Manson though, and who yeah. he was hanging around with the these musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis yeah, the Black Dahlia, all that shit. Go, I mean, a, a lot of like the Hollywood weird cult stuff really stemmed out of that spot in like i mean it's it really sounds like the 50s through the 90s and like maybe probably still today i mean jared leto lives in that main house there he's so, a freak i think he still does maybe he sold it but yeah people always like high big big players in hollywood um and you don't really think of jared leto as a hollywood elite but he's behind the scenes and that everything that the dude was doing for a little while was like really catching on 30 seconds to mars was a huge little you know band for a, a little while and then now he has like the sex cult it seems like mm. he, he has like keith Rainier vibes like big time he does i know somebody that used to be a booty call before he was famous she used to like a sort of distant friend of mine and and said he was a he was a real freak <laughs> yeah yeah was he, was I, he I don't doubt it i you know what i think he, the draw for my friend was that he was like he was young Hollywood. So good looking dude. I mean, like, you know, I was going to say like, he was better looking then he's a little freaky now, you know, he's trying to look like Jesus and shit. Now it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fear and uh, what is that movie? Requiem for a dream. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Oh yeah. I couldn't watch that a second time. No way. With Jennifer Connelly. Like, whoa. I don't think I ever watched it to be honest. Oh gosh. If you do take breaks, cause it's heavy. It's, it's like spotting. Yeah, it's about addiction. It's I think it's worse than train spotting. It's it's insane. Wow. It's got like the most cutaways out of any movie, I guess. Really? So that, that was a stat that I heard, but like I just like the drug scenes, like when like they're rolling, like they buy weed and it shows them like just like changing the bag, like he, they're buying the weed from the dealer, and that's like a split second scene, and then grinding the weeds a split second, throwing the weed in a papers a split second and it's just like all these different things and it shows like them hitting it their pupils dilate and then they exhale it and then it's just like all these weird like crazy scenes and then they do that with heroin and like the girl does it with diet pills the mom and then uh it's just a it's a nasty movie dude it's dark very dark yeah but it's good it's really good the art in it is wild when did it's like that new york in the 90s type stuff it's it's dope uh when did it come out i want to say like in the late 90s right or early 2000s yeah it's great around when kids came out i remember watching kids kids kids, kids. yeah (laughs) that was probably worse than that i think i think i'm still scarred from that (laughs) that was insane it's just bad that it's called kids if it was called like young adults it wouldn't be that crazy i don't think would it i mean that's kind of what what people do Yeah. yeah i guess yeah yeah, no, it's just wild. Yeah, some of those those movies are so freaky, but the art behind them is is, is good. I think that they they have like interesting messages within them, for sure. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I, I tend to think that uh uh Manson was a patsy. Yeah, I kind of I, I think I, he was uh I can he, agree he had with a that. music career ahead of him, and I think that they he was used for uh a psyop situation so and what then sharon I, tate and her baby were some weird i kind of think sacrifice tate, i kind of think they weren't even killed i think there was somebody else wow. i mean i don't really think that but i c- contemplate that because hmm. 
just seemed like a giant setup psyop to me. It's it. I smell a rat. Yeah, yeah, me too. Definitely. Just to start a race war, they were trying back then. Like it just was. T- it's too. It just reeks of bullshit to me. And the you know the La Bianca connection, like that. You know, there's other rumblings through the years that like there was some serious money laundering going on with the La Biancas, and so they're like, oh, let's kill them too. You know, oh, the crazy Manson family just did all these for no apparent reason, just because they're high on drugs and you know like i don't know high on the reefer yeah high on the none of it adds up it just doesn't add up to me and that that's kind of where i come from at a a thought angle is because okay he wasn't physically there he supposedly brainwashed these girls to go do this to sharon tate and then he takes the fall they go to jail too i think one did get released or i think so i think so And and it was like Okay, uh, you're you're trying to say that this guy had that much mind control over these women to do this, but yet if you start looking into it, and the way like you were saying he was speaking speaking out about some government shit, like just like knew mm-hmm. some shit, and it was like this dude needs to be shut the fuck up and made to look like. crazy. And and if like Bugliosi writes a book about it the official version it's kind of like the warren report you know oh okay so bugliosi's in and he's gonna tell us what happened so right. that i don't know i i think there's i think it's there's weird. more especially stuff with there. how we know well what we look into in the podcast game or just even people's personal lives on what false flags are and what they do to try and start something to okay sacrifice somebody in order to get this dark energy to uprise and just fucking be chaos no matter Absolutely. what the situation is you take 9-11 you could take you know pearl heart it could be anything you know what i mean yeah when we look back at a lot of this shit it's like did they really put this did they do this on purpose to to set us in a direction that they know that they can try have somewhat control over and then the moment we start speaking out or looking into it, you know, it's easy. Oh, look, they're dumb conspiracy theorists and they're, they're crazy. They're weird. And they don't know. Right. And it's, and it's kind of like what Ryan and I were talking about the other night. It's like, no, I'm just looking at stuff that I'm putting this clue and this clue together to, and, and it makes a puzzle piece. And then this other piece kind of makes and it's starting to paint a certain picture. And I'm just putting these clues together. You know, and at right. the end of the day, I don't have all the answers and I don't think anybody does, but all these different pieces paint a different picture than what we're ever told. And it, it it's so exactly. frustrating. Well, with, you know, like with McGowan and his work with the, you know, the Laurel Canyon stuff, Manson is connected with all of that. It, he was just a little bit older. So it, it would make perfect sense to me that maybe somehow he decided he was just not going to go along with it all. And so you know, that I think there's a whole other story that we don't know anything about with Polanski. And if Manson and Polanski really were friends uh, or, you know, connected in some way. And, you know, it it would have made the perfect sort of false flag uh, situation for a lot. It would have served a lot of purposes, which it did. And then, you know, he's the fall guy. And then I think he was definitely down. probably a bad dude. I say definitely probably like that makes any sense. But I, I think <laughs> he was probably 
<laughs> a bad he was probably a bad guy um, do you think he was mk ultra yes yeah. absolutely yeah. there you go i mean uh, i i got some conspiracy beers like this birds aren't real dude i mean like that this is the kind of shit they were doing to people have you seen this birds double dry real. hop ipa yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what they're doing to him they're trying to mess with his brain dude like the birds not being real all that kind of stuff I got this one that I just finished too. Goes to like this with the uh, queen. I know that you're sad about the queen dying. Operation, <laughs> Operation Unicorn. Oh lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. You guys do not know how hard I've been taking the, the death of the death. queen. Yeah, I know. No, I need you to don't cry on us, girls. Don't cry yeah. on us. Bro. I need you to just try and move on. She didn't care. She, you know, she, <laughs> she didn't right. care about you. I hate to tell what do you. you think but... of the king. How you feel about the king? I don't <sighs> like him. I think he touched me once. Oh, <laughs> we're going to do uh, me and Kim. We're going to do like a little probably. I don't know if, where we're going to do the episode. But we're going to do something on like all the weird rituals because he's not going about everything the same way. And it's kind of uh, contradictory to their whole ritual of everything, like the well, mixing of their blood. I thought he could never be king anyway. Really? He, like, well, I, he, he's only I remember him years. never. <laughs> but I remember him like not being able to be king because he married a divorced woman. Oh, he and, no, and he got divorced too because he di he divorced Diana, and so once you get divorced, like I thought you couldn't be king, which is also why, like, king Queen Henry Elizabeth's the, like, uncle or whatever, like he couldn't be king either because he married whatever. So like I thought divorce basically meant you couldn't be king, and so I always thought it had to go to one of the sons. To introduce myself, I'm a man of wealth and taste. I'm a king of rock, the is none higher. Some of MCs should call me sire. To hold my kingdom, you must use fire. I won't stop rocking until I retire. Now we wrapped up bodies and come correct. All people on top and rhyme connect. That's the right to vote and to elect. And other rappers can't stand it, but give us respect. Oh, my God. 
without a bone An actor out on loan Riders on the storm And the music was good and the music was 